Visceralist Podcast. This is episode 119. Uh, 119, 119. Visceralist at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, check us out. I'm putting up some video clips on uh, on the Instagram Patreon. If you want to make us rewatch Velocipaster. No, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh... One nineteen dollar nineteen. I'm thinking uh, price of gas when we were growing up in Ohio. Oh my god! When gosh. we were in high school, man, it used, to, it used to be able to you could get it for ninety nine cents sometimes. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I remember sometimes sometimes waiting an extra day just to see if the the price goes mm-hmm. down a little bit. What a world! Those are the days. Uh, well, we got a few things to cover. Um, as I was looking through uh, trifling, trifling in NYC, our, our go-to intro segment, um, I keep a notes my my notes app, my iPhone, whose screen I just cracked Dang. from from dropping the phone yesterday. This is literally the first phone I've where I've cracked the screen, and it oh, and boy, that's a, you made a good run. A it good is run. cracked, and every time I press something on, like it still works. But it's the screen's all cracked. Like if I, yeah, if I dig my like if I swipe across the screen too hard, I'm worried I'm gonna get a cut. Mm. Yeah, it's it's messed up. <laughs> oh god, that story about me trying to get this fixed yesterday—that could be a trifling in NYC. I see. I have written down here, MJ Smokey. <laughs> no, that's more of a conspiracy segment thing. Um, it's the thing about, there's a, a rumor that Michael Jackson is actually the son of, um, Smokey, Smokey Robinson and, um, Diana Ross. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and maybe, maybe we'll cover that sometime, but, uh, I, I think I th- you've brought that up before. Yeah. Uh, I think for this one, we can, uh, we can recap, uh, the story that happened um, actually before the, the day before our last record. So before we recorded episode one eighteen, um, we had a, a, a sort of a funny experience. Um, not going to identify this person. Uh, we'll just say he's uh, an actor from uh, a Spanish language TV show uh, that uh, I had reached out to to try to get uh, on as a guest for the show just because I thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, um, I'm not entirely sure, but it doesn't seem like he speaks English super well. And you and I definitely don't speak Spanish no. very well <laughs> at all. Um, so this led to some, to some fun. Um, and, you know, look, he probably speaks English better than we speak Spanish. So, you know, and he is a Spanish actor. There's no need really why he for, for him to speak English um, and we're just you know a couple knuckleheads reaching out to get him on the show for like I a mean, 10 minute segment the biggest <laughs> surprise was that he agreed in the first place when you sent me that <laughs> yeah. text message I was like, are you serious <laughs> yeah so I, I reached out to him on Instagram which I, I've heard I'd heard is a, is a fairly effective way of, of, of you know just getting in touch with you know celebrities I mean this guy's not a huge you know, Javier Bardem level actor. Um, but you know, he does, he's got 
a significant amount of credits in Spain. Um, and yeah, I reached out on Instagram. He responded he, and he said, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and I did say up top, you know, we don't speak, you know, this conversation was in Spanish that I had uh, on Instagram uh, direct message. Um, and most of it I was getting from Google Translate. <laughs> Just putting in what I wanted to say. Like, look, I did study Spanish in college. Um, I think I took two years of it. You studied it in high school, is that right? Yeah, all the way. Well, from seventh grade, from seventh grade to twelfth grade, I studied Spanish. Oh wow, you went all the way, all the way deep on that. So did you? Did you do the exchange trip? No. So I was, um, I was supposed to be on a one of those trips from our school to Spain. Which yeah really would have been helpful for this actually with that with those ths <laughs> and whatnot but um it got right. canceled because there weren't enough weren't enough kids that signed up to go i think there were only like two or three of us i don't remember what uh, the threshold needed to be but we didn't meet it so the trip got canceled huh yeah that's so i studied i took french from seventh grade but only through i think sophomore year because I didn't want to start getting too serious in the study. And I think you, yeah, there was a trip. For some reason, I, I had the impression that you were expected to take the trip to France if you, if you got to like the junior level. Uh. And I really didn't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just had that looming in the back of your mind. Like, nah, I, I got to stop this before I get to junior level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, even freshman year, like I, I heard whisperings. Oh yeah. The, that trip, the trip to Paris. Yeah. That's like everyone, like most students. Yeah. You're right. Like it's not like the entire class went and I guess it was optional, but I just really didn't want to. And I switched to Japanese anyway. Um, so yeah, so I reached out and yeah, he agreed over Instagram um, so say this was like, you know, we record usually on Sundays, um, say this was Wednesday, uh, before we were the record, I was like, you know, taking into account the time zone difference, you know, we're going to record in the morning. Is that good for you? He said, yes. Uh, I was like, can you send me your email so that I can confirm day of, and I can send you the link to the Zencaster record. He's like, sure. Gave me his personal email. So I'm like, cool. Um, you know, I, I told you about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and were, were you dubious that I get that I reached out or that I he agreed or? Um, you know, I was I was very surprised that he agreed. Not not right. the fact that you reached out did not like <laughs> surprise me at all because you you've done that before to people, and you right. know most of the time we get nothing. But right. um, he responded with a yes. I was excited and then like I sort of forgot about it and then again I think it was Friday I started like to go back and look at stuff and I maybe like I I think I had watched like another episode or like watched the preview again and I was like oh my gosh how am I going to understand this guy and then <laughs> you had sent all those links from the interviews and I was watching the interviews like, man, he needs to slow it down. I don't know what he's saying. As like, and then he's he's speaking, you know, like like Spain Spanish with like the the ths, and, and it's a different accent than what I'm used to. I was like, I'm not going to be able to pick up anything. So then I started getting really nervous <laughs> on on Saturday. 
like, yeah, the, the, to clarify, the THs is uh, w- words that have the, a, a, the letter S in them. Is that right? It's um, are actually pronounced like as if they were TH, like the way the way TH would be pronounced in English. Yeah, right? it's it was that yeah, and anything with like that, like that uh, that Sia type of sound it would be like Sia instead of Sia. Right. Know? Yeah, <laughs> it's a particular yeah a particular dialect um, of Spanish. Uh, yeah, I, I'll say. I had a similar re- realization <laughs> as on uh, on that Saturday when I was doing just some background research on this guy. Um, and yeah, that included watching some interviews that, that he's given um, that are on YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was like, huh? <laughs> it's like, why did I think I would be able to, <laughs> I think it's just because I was like, I was up front with, with him about being like, we don't speak Spanish that well. And also, you know, look, this is like self kind of selfish American of me thinking, you know, we're the center of the world and basically everyone, everyone speaks English. Right. And just sort of running with that when I probably shouldn't have or, or maybe thought about it a little more carefully, because although I can read Spanish fairly well and I can speak it passably well, um, yeah, it's the listening comprehension that I've kind of always had an issue with. <laughs> Um, and my, I think my plan was, I was just going to ask him to sort of speak a little slower than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also <laughs> another part that I only realized at the last sort of Saturday is that, you know, our listeners don't really, I, who knows if they speak Spanish, we don't really, ex- you know, we, we do this podcast in English, <laughs> probably m- most of our listeners are expect us to do it in English. So, so then I was like, well, okay, so I'll ask the questions in Spanish and then I will quickly translate in English and then I'll have to translate his response. So I'll, I will have to know what he's say- saying if I'm translating his responses to English for our listeners. So then I started getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, yeah, I spent a lot of time um, on Saturday just sort of trying to relearn Spanish because, you know, it's been a long time since college. and Yeah, for sure. You know, in New York, um, a lot of the signs you see, like on the subways and here and there, will be translated, will be English and Spanish, or, or in some cases just Spanish. You know, so I'm you know, I, you sort of get practice reading it, just kind of living in the city. Um, but you know, that's, that's no substitute for, you know, speaking in it regularly, listening to it regularly. Uh, and so I came up with a list of about 10 questions in Spanish that I sent you. And, you know, it's, is look, it was real basic stuff like that, you know, as a working actor, he's probably answered all the time. Right. Like, you know, you started acting at a relatively young age, you know, how was that? How was it working with the director of the show? Um, you know, you shot in this sort of small town. Uh, what was that like? You know, real stupid, basic shit, just to keep things simple. And so anyway, I sent him another, I sent him an email on that Saturday just to confirm like, okay, are we still good for Sunday? Um, and then he responded to that via 
via Instagram message. And weirdly, uh, his response was a, of like a voice memo record. So it was an audio recording. And there's two of them. And it, it seems like the first one, he just kind of flubbed, flubbed what he was saying. So he just re-recorded it and sent, sent the second one. But in the second one, he, you know, he did say, good. I mean, it, it was a little unclear what he was saying, to be honest. <laughs> he said, good. He said, and, he said, and he said it in English. And he said, basically, yeah, good, it's good. And that was it. Like, it was literally two seconds long. And I took that to, and again, this is after I sent a confirmation email. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. So I'm like, okay, we're good to go. And later Saturday night, I was thinking about it. And uh, just just to give him a chance to prep, I sent him the list of questions we were going to ask Saturday night. Uh, And so anyway, I thought, you know, we're good to go. Um, And, uh, you know, regular listeners will will sort of key in on, on this point here, because if you listen to episode 118, you'll note. There was no interview with uh, any Spanish actor. <laughs> so you may be thinking right now, thinking to yourself, hmm, where is this story going? Well, spoiler alert. Um, you know, look, Sunday rolled around. Didn't get any word from him. I, I sent him the link to the Zencaster record. Like, hey, some simple instructions. Again, all in Spanish, uh, and there was no response. We waited a little while before we started recording, and uh, uh, he did not show up. And so, yeah, were you disappointed? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I was disappointed, but like at the same time, a little relieved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I will say yes. I, I. I would agree with you. I. I felt. Um, I would even say I felt just little. Just I sort of expected it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why, but I just kind of got a like a hunch, I guess, or just a feeling. Uh, but yeah, I would say I was even more relieved than disappointed, um, and not because I didn't want to. Like I did want to meet him. You know, quote meet him and, and interview him, but. I was getting pretty stressed about the ability to to understand, um, you know, his spoken Spanish. Yeah, that was going to be hard. Um, I will say that I did thoroughly enjoy our our Spanish only prep conversation. <laughs> going back and forth. Right. Yeah. So we did what five ten maybe five minutes of just like let's just speak spanish just to get into the groove yeah. <laughs> uh that was fun actually and and i gotta say i you know i like spanish i liked i like studying languages generally um or l- learning new languages and learning about new cultures and, and stuff and spanish is p- just kind of fun at least in my opinion mm-hmm. um and I like was kind of getting into the groove of, of speaking it regularly. Like all Saturday night, I was trying to, I was reading a lot of Spanish. I was trying to speak it to myself. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, and look, um, you know, 
I, I don't blame him. He's a he's a busy guy. Certainly bear no ill will towards him whatsoever. Um, he has an open invitation to come on uh, if he would like. Um, probably going to hold a huff on <laughs> inviting people unless I'm 100% sure that they speak fluent English. Um, <laughs> because, it, man, that was really stressing me out. <laughs> Got, kind of got the feeling that it was in over my head, which I don't. Ha- it doesn't happen often, but I really don't like. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, look, we're big fans of his work uh, on this particular show, um, and uh, you know, he seems from the interviews like he seems actually seems like a really cool guy um, and super nice. It's nice of him to even respond. So, yeah, um, you know what? That was actually really nice. Um, I was definitely worried about the time difference and the time that we agreed on. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, like it's what, Sunday, what, what was your it would have been like, uh, what did we say it was six hours or eight hours difference? Uh, yeah, I think it's six. Yeah. So Sunday and that puts him mm, at like four yes. in the afternoon. Like, I, right. I don't know. That's for me. That's like, a prime, just like laying on the couch. Maybe you're asleep on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I was thinking about that too. I was actually a little surprised that he agreed to that time. I thought we were gonna have to do it, a, you know, around his schedule. Yeah, and maybe like a more uncomfortable time for us. But he's he, no, he agreed to it. I, I was really clear about like, look, this is gonna be this time, you know, four four p.m. Spain time, which yeah, if you also if you want to go out and do something in the afternoon, that kind of eats into that. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that's that's it. It was you know, it's, I know kind of interesting, a, a little a little exciting. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe he listened. To, to an episode uh, or a little bit of an episode of, of the show of our show and is like oh man this is all english maybe he's like these guys are going to be speaking too fast like i don't want to deal with this you know yeah fair point maybe he got nervous um but yeah you know i don't want to speculate uh so good luck to him uh we can move on to WandaVision! Season 1, Episode 9, the finale of Season 1, the first MCU-related TV show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we were discussing this a little bit uh, before we started recording. So I think I, I feel I got the sense I heard some angst in your voice. Was that, was that, the, pro, was that the emotion? <laughs> It was, uh, it was being carried through your vocal cords. <sighs> what did I hear? I, I heard that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, there was there was that. It was just, I don't know, I had a lot of emotions while watching it, and then after watching it, <laughs> um, it wasn't that, like, it was fine. The actual show itself. Like, it's okay. Right. Like, it, it wasn't something that um, I would like actively tell someone was terrible, don't watch it. I always give a disclaimer about those first two, 2.5 episodes. Like, if you can make it through there, it's okay. But 
Right. Like, those could make you quit very easily. Um, I think part of it is just, you know, like I feel like I've just been manipulated and like forced, hmm. forced into watching all of the content that Marvel is putting out. Um, mm-hmm. Have you, do you think you've seen all of the movies? Just about. I, I definitely haven't seen the, all, th- all three Thors. I, de- I saw the last one. And okay. between those first two, I've probably seen like half of each one of them. Okay. Um, the rest of the movies I've seen. Oh, and I didn't see the Ant-Man sequel. But I did actually really enjoy the first Ant-Man. So maybe I should go watch the sequel. Right. Uh, yeah, it's sort of a case of, yeah, 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 that's how they get you. You know, it, it is sort it is cool to have like a movie series of like 20 movies that are all sort of interconnected. Uh, and now that will be interconnected to these TV series. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's, you're then sort of, you kind of, kind of not really have, have to watch them all. Um, I mean, I yeah, I was pretty excited for this before it came out. The first three episodes were tough. Uh, I heard somewhere that the initial plan was to release the first three episodes uh, all together. Uh, if I remember correctly, they released the first two together. But I do I have that wrong. Uh, I don't remember. I was pretty sure it was just no, all one at a time. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I had that idea, but um, yeah, the first three are sort of of, you know, there's a reveal in episode four or a sort of a flashback to explain what, what the deal with the TV show is, TV show angle. But uh, in any case, with this last episode, uh, initial impression, uh, you know, I was taking notes as I, as I was watching, you know, w- one of the notes I have here is uh, that I started tuning out. Uh-huh. And then at another point, uh, I rolled my eyes so hard that I fell off the couch. <laughs> That's good. Wait, wait, when, did that <laughs> one, when did that one happen? So that was towards the end. I mean, we, you know, it would. It just started getting kind of corny and cringeworthy, and it just very like almost Zack Snyder-y levels of just superhero stuff, where it's like. Where like I've really started to dislike, you know, where sh- where Wanda or superhero characters in general sort of spread their arms when they're like prepping for this real big power boost. <laughs> they spread their arms. They might be screaming. Like I kind of hate that move because it feels too comic booky. And you know, I even say that as a, as a former fan of comic books. Like I love them as a teenager, but. You know, MCU's set up this sort of quasi-realistic world where, you know, towards the like the last line of episode eight, where Agnes is like, "Ooh, and that means you're oh, the Scarlet Witch," yeah. <laughs> and there was just two like in this episode. You know, we can go through it. Basically, you know, wh- White Vision comes to town, tries to. <laughs> Tries to kill Wanda. White vision. Yeah. Mind vision, I guess we can call the other one. Uh, 
comes in to save the day. So they fight. Then Agnes and Wanda fight. Um, and it's all, I don't know. Like even I felt, I felt their battles were just kind of basic, um, and predictable. Um, and then, you know, I have here the kids, God, I get so annoyed, but kids always thinking that they can help and then just getting in the way and becoming liabilities. <laughs> like, cause she told them right away. She's like, go to your rooms. Like, I like that part when she, cause she said in a very like motherly way where it's like, you know, this is for your, your well-being. I know you don't want to do it, but you better fucking do it. Cause, the, cause you don't want angry mom. Yeah. You don't want this angry Scarlet witch mom. Yeah, definitely not Scarlet Witch mom. Uh, and then, and then they're just looking out the window. And then once she starts like get, really getting into it with Agnes, they're like, "Oh, we gotta help mom." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just corny, and you know, this I, I never really felt that Wanda was going to be in danger. I felt that Vision, you know, they might you like know, kill off Vision or like White Vision. Uh, so there could be some stakes, but in the end, I, I don't feel that there were, um, really. And I mean, we can go through, I mean, I, I I guess we should sort of go through it in order. I did not like the the vision on vision fight. I'll tell you that. Why why not? To, to your point, it was very, um, Man, DC like was just like a cartoon. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. This fight is boring. Like it was just the fight was just stupid. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't need them fighting with each other. I didn't even need either one of them. I, and I'm still confused about if vision was real. Do you do you think maybe they didn't even need the white vision at all? I don't think so. He didn't really end up doing anything. Like it, yeah. it was an interesting like like uh man now I forget the guy's name but it was an interesting move by like the the sword leader but yeah White Vision didn't do anything he, he went in there looking all tough and then just fought with Vision and got convinced that <laughs> got convinced Jedi mind tricked that he didn't need yeah. White Vision anymore and just flew away he's <laughs> like oh okay you right bye. yeah it's like this big oh yeah moment like i mean that was that was kind of interesting i i will say that that conversation they had i i probably is the only part of the episode i would say i kind of liked yeah or or maybe maybe i wouldn't even qualify it i could say i liked because of the um, i guess this is a real sort of like an actual sort of philosophical uh conundrum that you know people who are into that sort of shit would debate um, about, uh, I believe it's like the ship of Theseus or something like that, yeah, where you have a boat and you start replacing the wood in it. Cause one part rots, you replace that. Okay. Then you replace one plank. Okay. It's still the boat, but if you eventually replace the entire the entirety of the original boat with wood, is it still the same boat? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's yeah. kind of interesting. I'll, I'll agree. That was pretty good. The conversation was good. Um, and cause yeah, I was kind of wondering 
I thought that the way that he was, because we know mind vision is going to win eventually. Like, there's not going to, like, although I was kind of like, damn, when he, when white vision showed up and started squeezing Wanda's head to, like, damn. just crush her skull. Okay. That was very, I thought I heard some bone cracking. Aggressive. I did hear bone cracking. So I'm like, but then again, I'm like, well, okay, a real machine made of vibranium with vision's power, he'd be able to do that instantly. Yeah. Like before she even had a chance to activate her red magic powers, you could, it would just be immediate, you know? Uh, so you are correct. He could have just gone in there and crushed, and then flew off and done. Yeah, or just gone in, phased through her her head, and just then re-solidified while with his fist in her head. That'll do the trick. That'll ruin your day, Wanda. <laughs> See the kids help you help you put yourself back together again oh after that. Gosh. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess that's what I'm getting at is there was no real problem with, or no real set of stakes. Um, and you know, the stuff with this guy, Jimmy, who's an FBI agent, you know, him calling in the FBI. Well, there I was like, well, hold on, because I would have thought, so like, look, Hayward was kind of being more dickish than usual. And it's not really justified when he, especially once he starts shooting at Wanda's kids. I mean, that, <laughs> right there, he took it too but far. Then, I was like, he's trying that's to cartoonishly, yeah. That's cartoonishly villainous, and it's not in keeping with his character, really. Because he's not, like, he wants to kill Wanda because he thinks she's a threat, and she she is. She held a town hostage for weeks. Where they And, like, that, it was really sad, like, the moment when Agatha sort of undoes Wanda's spell on oh, the townspeople. Yeah, that was really sad. And and they're like, God, we." I think th- one of them even said, we see your nightmares when we sleep. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, <laughs> that's awful. Um, so Hayward, look, she is a threat. This is kind of what S.W.O.R.D. does is, I think, and investigate, you know, threats outside of the abilities of, like, the cops. Uh, Wanda would qualify as that. Uh, I, I was I guess I was just surprised that it seemed like the FBI was on par with uh, with Sword and just in terms of authority level, because I would have guessed that Sword would outrank the FBI, which would mean it doesn't matter what Jimmy says or tries to do, because I'll just flash that Sword badge and be like, you know what? No, you're arrested mm-hmm. and fuck off. So, you know, the thing with him just being the FBI coming in and just taking over. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, I don't even, I don't remember how, how did Jimmy get there again, by the way? Was he called in? He was called, he had been there because he was, um, he had, um, someone in witness protection that he was checking in on Uh, in Westview. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, that's in like episode two or three. Right. Oh or yeah, four. yeah. But then like he stayed on as part of the FBI's, you know, team that was there. I don't think there was a team. It was probably just him. But yeah, you're right. They, yeah. they already knew about it. So maybe he. How do you think he got them to come? Like sword guy Haywood went nuts and kidnapped me. 
Yeah, I mean, they showed a little bit of his conversation when he was able to snag the phone and then call. Uh, How did he call unlock that the, phone, by the way? Or did he just do emergency call, called 911? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and then say, like, I'm, I'm Jimmy because that the wasn't FBI. his phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he somehow okay. You can go to the emergency call, call nine one one. But yeah, hey, I'm yeah, I'm Jimmy, FBI guy. <laughs> Click. Hello. <laughs> hey, they're not supposed to hang up on you. <laughs> um, I can say that having having called nine one one myself when. I was I was in a bit of a precarious position. <laughs> God, that's a trifling in NYC story that I don't think I've told. I tell you about that time that guy was chasing me <laughs> after he after he cut he cut in front of me in line in a street meet oh cart. My God. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so because <laughs> I know you were mad and he got in front of you to street me God, I know you were so pissed off. oh man and you hate you hate all people that don't respect lines to begin with <laughs> oh man and it's a line for food oh my gosh and it was late and uh, yeah this guy pretty scary and <laughs> yes he literally started chasing me through the streets of new york i don't want to derail things <laughs> too too much i'll maybe i'll save that oh that's man that story's crazy. and he was i mean he was clearly drunk and very angry and he cut in front of me and the street meat guy is like hey you can't cut in front of people and he that made him more mad he actually slapped my food to the ground at one point, oh so. my god <laughs> I should. I'll tell that story some other time. I mean, I basically have told it, but the point is, yeah. How does Jimmy getting uh, uh, through to the FBI on a locked phone? But more than that, he was able to pick. Like he did the thing of snagging a paperclip, or no? Uh, like, yeah, like a safety pin or something. Safety pin from? Did we see? It? And was able to undo with his hands handcuffed behind his back undo the handcuffs, unlock himself, which that there's no way in hell that actually works. Maybe with literally the first set of handcuffs ever made in like the thirties. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but, but there's no way. So, I mean, that felt, I felt like here's the, the real issue was like, it, it felt like, I mean, they did a good job of making, I'll, I'll say they did a good job of making a compelling show. I, I definitely, there was no way I was going to miss an episode. I watched all the episodes on Friday, you know, at some point during the day when, when they were released. Um, and I felt I, I was let down because I felt it was building to something more. Um, and so, yeah, all in all, I don't, I guess I would recommend it to a Marvel fan. If you're already watching MCU stuff, I definitely would not recommend it to just a general person yeah, who's not without, who's not into MCU stuff because it does. I don't think it stands up on its own. Like the fact that MCU big, you know, t- you know, trademark registered 
uh, big, the brand of the MCU is in the background as you're watching it is, is something. And, and, uh, but I, I know if, if this was just a show about someone going through grief, who has the ability to, you know, do which witch, witchy shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it if it weren't for the MCU. I think that's what I'm saying. I would have dropped it after episode one, probably. Um, that's an excellent point. I, yeah, without the connection to the MCU, I, yeah, I wouldn't have gone past the first episode. Like this shit is whack. I'm, (laughs) I don't need this. I can spend my 30 minutes on something else. Um, what did you think overall about, uh, uh, Agnes being the uh, Agatha Harkness being the big bad. I was fine. Was that a letdown? Was she a decent villain? She, I thought think? she was a good villain. I was a little disappointed. Um, man, I can never remember that poor woman's name. Rochambeau. Um, Monica. Monica's. I can never remember Monica her name. Rochambeau. Is, Isn't that her last name? <laughs> it's Rambo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Rochambeau the the game that kids, teenage boys play, where they kick each other in the nuts? I don't know. I never heard of that. But um, I I think it is like yeah, you know, like stupid teenage boys always trying to hurt each other. Like, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'm pretty sure I would have learned this in Ohio. But yeah, it's like you just take turns kicking <laughs> kicking each other in the nuts as hard as you can. Oh man, what a terrible game! I go first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't, she was so involved. Like once, once you, Monica, yeah. When she came in, like there was a lot of Monica time, right? When those first few episodes that she was in the episode, but then like, right. They just sort of forgot about her. I felt like, and then brought her back. And now she's a superhero. She's got superpowers and then just left it again. Like, Oh look. Yeah. Her molecules have changed. Remember, we mentioned that before. Darcy said something about that, but you know, Monica didn't care. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty casual about, you know, ostensibly being a regular human being, and then having bullets fly through her and being unharmed. Mm-hmm. She was pretty chill about that. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, like, I, I don't think I've seen Captain Marvel, but I guess if she was a kid like she knows captain marvel so maybe she's not as impressed and you know in talking to her her mom was friends with captain marvel so you know she probably heard from her mom stuff about superhero stuff i mean this is also a world where the avengers exist and people know about them so true very very true but i I don't know at the same time i i would probably be more excited about it and be like, oh shit, look at that. The bullets went right through me. Can you believe it, kids? (laughs) (laughs) Turning around to the kids like, did you see that shit? (laughs) Yeah. But she was just like, "Mm, okay, that's what I was expecting or something like that. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, she almost had like a cocky air about it, about like, hell yeah. Right. Fuck them bullets. It with me. Uh, the other. Um, let me see. So Monica, my guy. You know I love Jimmy. So he was good. Darcy made a just yeah. a very short appearance. Hit hit Hayward with the truck, and then she was out. Um, right. 
her little quips were starting to grow on me, though. She was super annoying when she first came on. Oh, but then God. I was like, oh, okay. It was a, I need a little Darcy quip real quick. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she right. – it did – honestly, the whole, the whole series sort of left me feeling like it was like not a real – stand alone work you know it just felt like it was a, a bridge or and like a connector right but it's just not something right. that really can stand up on its own without all of those other pieces in the, right. in the mcu and now did you see the both of the post-credit <laughs> scenes because there's two of them oh my gosh i did i'm getting so fucking <laughs> irritated with post-credit scenes. <laughs> why? Why? What? Like, That's what MC movies are known for. No, and I'm tired of it. I'm real tired of it. Right really? Now. Yes. I'm so All tired right. of it. Just just put it in there. You, you, I don't have to okay, wait. Just put it in the show. I don't have to wait for the credits and, and sit there, feel like a jerk in the movie theater in the dark, waiting there, <laughs> watching <laughs> these, forcing me to watch these credits so I can get like 15 seconds of some teaser for the next piece of media that they're going to put out. Um, right. That drives me, oh, it drives me nuts. Oh shit! Yeah, I I didn't know you you felt so strongly about that. I didn't I know mean, yeah, either it, until this, until WandaVision, and I was just like, I was over it. I realized with these two. Yeah, hers were weren't that great. Um, you know, the first one with Monica and the scrawl, that was kind of a letdown yeah. because it's like it's supposed to be. Oh my gosh! There there was a scroll here. Like, uh, no, the scrolls have not have yet to make. Uh, any kind of real impression, at least on me. And yes, I, granted, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, um, but I, you know, I'm I know their their deal from the comic comics. Um, and then, oh right, her in Scarlet Witch mode, aura, or what would you call it? Her sort of av- projected avatar mode. Uh, studying that that evil book, uh, Darkhold, right? That Agatha had. Um, yeah, not too interesting. Yeah, um, I yeah. I, I, you, you did remind me. Like, yeah, we go to you go to a Marvel movie, and everyone is staying in their seats for the most part when the credits start because yeah, you all know brainwashed, trained, conditioned here. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. I mean, look the the uh, the next series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, starts starts up this coming Friday. Uh, I'll be watching it. Uh, you know, there's no doubt. I I'm don't know tuning if I'm in. Going to. I'm going to give it one episode for sure. Ooh, laying down the gauntlet. But yeah, I watched those. They're only do- they're they're only doing six. They're only doing six episodes. Okay, I mean, maybe I'll definitely watch the first one, maybe two, and then give it a real hard evaluation after that. I watched like the little um, like background character things. Uh, those little those little like catch ups on the character that Disney Plus puts out. Right, right. How how was that? I haven't seen any of them. They were good. Really I mean, interested. they honestly made me realize how much stuff I, I don't really remember. And then like <laughs> how 
how long this whole series has just been going on. Um, right. So I don't know. I'm I'm sort of excited. Th- these two characters. I'm glad that they have them together because I don't think either one is compelling enough to have their own show. Um, oh right. And I don't even know yeah, if that's together they're compelling enough to to lead a show. So we'll see. What if they threw in Ant Man too? Would that be enough? Or just the just the Wasp actually? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't even know who the. Wait, then it's the a sure thing. The bad guy, what, right? The bad guy. What's it going to take to to for it to be a sure thing? Because I, I agree with you that on their own, no. And I probably just would. Eh, if it was a Winter Soldier, I, I might. Falcon on his own, definitely not. That's a hard pass. <laughs> I know you're not just in the Falcon on his own. Iffy, yeah, it's iffy. If they could somehow get Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Killbonger. That would oh be yeah, cool. yeah. That's a sure thing. So uh, okay, that's a good point. So I'm very curious to see who the villains, villains slash villains will be. If it's a really right. compelling baddie, then it could it could make me watch. Right. Yeah. Um, Marvel doesn't have the best track record about good villains. Although just recently, that's all they've got. Thanos, yeah, Thanos is pretty dope. I mean, Thanos might make up for all the rest of those terrible vision, all those terrible villains. Like, yeah, man. Winter Soldier was a good villain. Oh yeah, Winter Soldier was too. He's a good guy now. No, he's. I didn't. Yeah, I, I in the little like Winter Soldier character recap thing, I didn't realize that he was good, then bad, then good. Then bad again. Oh, that's but right. Now good again. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot. He started out uh, his Cap's friend. So yeah, that's yeah. Right. He's, he's in that first movie. He is right. So it's, yeah, it just takes you back. Like damn. Then it also, it's like that's a lot of that's a asking a lot of an actor. Like he's been in this same role since whenever that first Captain America came out. Like damn, that's a good point. Yeah, it's 2011, I believe. Yeah. So. Whew. I mean, it's not not like they're doing necessarily something every year, but still, it's like it's a lot, right? That is asking a lot. Um, well, speaking of asking a lot, uh, arguably, George Lucas asked a lot of the movie going audience when he introduced a character named Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> As we transition away from the WandaVision review and. And into actually, sorry. Uh, what would you give the season out, uh, out of ten? Five. To rate it. Oh shit. Uh, what would I? I would. I'd probably be around a six. I oh, think. Okay. Maybe six. Six point five. Yeah. If, yeah if you had I, that five. Yeah, I would watch it again. <laughs> and I don't even think like after watching the whole thing, uh, I don't think there was really anything that I would miss out on if I just like read a season recap somewhere or watched a real quick recap video on YouTube. And then I could just hmm. move on to the next movie. Be fine. Good. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on. Yeah. There, the, there's no way I'm rewatching this. And the, the thought of rewatching the first three episodes makes me angry. <laughs> so, oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
Oh man, not not chase somebody down the street angry, but um, <laughs> but, but pretty pretty gosh darn. All right, so let's move. We're gonna segue into our conspiracy segment. We're gonna do a quick quicker one than usual uh, this time because I just thought this <laughs> this whoa, what boy? Sam. Oh, oh man, no! Sorry. sorry. Whoa! Oh, oh bless you. Yeah, man. Sorry. <laughs> sorry <laughs> you okay? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are my usual sneezes. They're like the intensity is a lot. You do three in a row usually? Not always three in a row. No, but usually that that powerful. Hold, hold on. One second. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, b- 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 yeah, so a m- mini, little sort of mini conspiracy segment, um, just because it's been a while since we've done one, I came across one that I found kind of fun, a little silly. Um, it is the, I guess we can describe it as the Darth Jar Jar theory. That's a good description. Involving uh, the Jar Jar Binks, the almost universally hated Jar Jar Binks character. Uh, from uh, the first Star Wars, or well, the first Star Wars prequel movie, The uh, Phantom Menace. Um, you know, I, I had we had watched. I, you know, we, I'm guessing you probably watched the movie in the theater when it came out in 1999. There's a lot of excitement around it. Obviously, um, I was disappointed by it. Even then, I didn't like Jar Jar. I didn't particularly hate him. Uh, and I started feeling like, as I started reading about, you know, what that act, the actor who portrayed him or did motion capture for him, um, you know, he went through a lot of, you know, just in his personal life of being such a hated character and like, oh, I, I think he I went through de- depra- depra- like bouts of depression and stuff over it. Like, yeah, he, he had a pretty rough time. Actually, the kid who played uh, little Anakin also had a very hard time. Uh, it is in his real life, uh, after that movie. Um, so, but anyway, uh, you know, we, uh, I sent over some links and, and there's this good YouTube recap that was done by the super Carlin brothers, YouTube channel, uh, on this conspiracy theory, which is basically about the crux of it is that, there were initially plans for there to be a lot more to Jar Jar character, Jar Jar's character, including a pretty serious twist uh, that never came to pass in theory, because uh, George Lucas basically chickened out from going, going fully into it. Um, And basically, you know, essentially, the, just to give listeners an overarching view, like basically that Jar, it turns out Jar Jar was always a Sith who was in league with Palpatine, and there was going to be a reveal that this was the case in Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and in fact, he the the character Count Dooku was put in as a replacement. Uh, for the for this plan, because you know, basically, Lucas saw the fan response to Jar Jar and how a lot of people hated him, uh, and he got a little scared of of going full bore and basing, you know, making Jar Jar a huge part of the this prequel trilogy, uh, and so they basically, uh, when they went to shoot Episode Two, 
changed it completely, brought in this Count Dooku character who was essentially the what the stuff that Dooku did was essentially going to be given to Jar Jar to do, and they just kind of brought him in, and so that so including you know the the famous lightsaber battle with Yoda, and in Episode Two, uh, and and so forth. But I think you know much. what we can go what we could go through you know this this YouTube clip laid out a few key key pieces of evidence or potential evidence that that this theory may have been true based on things that happened in episode one um and it's it's uh some somewhat compelling and i mean george lucas is on record uh as as saying jar jar is the key to all of this that's a direct quote what now that came out before episode two. I believe that's from. So on the DVD release of episode one, there's a behind the scenes featurette as a special feature that is actually pretty good. Um, maybe even better than the movie itself because it shows about you know it's it it goes way back to like him starting to write this prequel episode one in like 1994. Oh dang! And him making making the decision to do you know, a whole nother trilogy, which he'd been reluctant to do for a while. Uh, And yeah, he says, I believe it's from that, but it's, it's definitely somewhere where he says Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Jar Jar is the key, huh? Yeah. So, I mean, what's your, before we go into the specific pieces of evidence, what's your overall impression of this theory? Um, I was, (laughs) I, uh, I feel like, I'm pretty convinced now. <laughs> really? I, I like we said it briefly in pre-production like after reading this and watching the videos like, it did sort of make me want to go back and watch The Phantom Menace and maybe all of that first trilogy, but um it was pretty it, it was all pretty compelling evidence, the video evidence like I I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that he is a, an animated character, mm-hmm. and so they're they're right yep. that like all the actions would be very deliberate. Like if you didn't want him to do something, just don't have him do it. You know, there's no right. reason to make a coincidental movement. Just don't have him make any sort of movement at all. Um, so that part was pretty convincing to me. Yeah, like the, I the mean, jumps. Like it, it, it was a, it was a very good argument. I would. It, it, it is a little ridiculous. Then you like think about <laughs> this this meteoric rise of Jar Jar from from nobody to like general to senator to like leader, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait a mm-hmm. second, like how does that happen? This bumbling well, fool you know. bumbles his way to the top. <laughs> Stumbles and bumbles his way yeah. to the top. Yeah, he becomes a like a senator from this that planet, right? Right. Or or that planet's representative in the galactic senate, uh, I, I believe. Um, yeah, it starts to make more sense if you think about it. From well, if if he's in league with Palpatine and he also has Sith powers, and you know, then it, it starts to make more sense. like so. I mean, the, yeah, you you re- you referenced it, but one of the key pieces that people point to is that there are so 
yes. So, so the fact that he's a computer generated character means that all of his motions are intentional, right? And there's two times in episode one that you can see very clearly if, if you're looking that he is mouthing the words that a char- another character, you know, human actor is saying in, in the exact time that they're saying it. The implication being there that he has force, he's using his force, his force persuasion powers, where he's able to influence that. And so this was, and, and in fact, this is the most striking piece of evidence for me because, yeah, he's, he's like, it happens twice. First, when, um, when the Queen Amidala and her bodyguard are talking to Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on um, the plan- Tatooine planet. Uh, the queen's bodyguard says the queen wishes the queen wishes it. He says that phrase, but you can see Jar Jar who's standing right there. He mouths the the same, the exact same words in the at the exact same time as he says it, you can see him mouthing the queen wishes it. Now, if this were just an actor portraying it, you could sort of maybe explain it away as just being um, an actorly mistake. Uh, fam- famously, um, Will Smith, when he when he uh, was on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think in the first season, he was very concerned about his acting performance, and he would memorize the full script, including his other actors' parts. And you can actually see him mouthing along to other actors' lines, because he knows them. He's got it all memorized. Um, you could see him doing that in some in some scenes, so that's something that some actors do from time to time. Will, Will Smith is the only person who, who who's doing this. It's a thing that comes up sometimes with with um, just newer actors, basically. But the fact that he's computer generated means, yeah, it's intentional. And I I think I feel I really feel like because okay, I'll say I I believe that this is true too. I believe that this was the original plan, um, and I think it's like George Lucas dropping little hints that you would really only know if you did a rewatch because if the plan was to do the reveal that he's actually a Sith uh, in episode two, you know, you you would want to drop some hints here and there in episode one. So, you know, there is the queen wishes it part. And then there's another part where queen uh, uh, Amidala, I think it's her name says the phrase, well, I don't approve. Oh yeah. A little bit later. And yeah, you can see him. Again, like this is re- really weird. Like it would be really weird it unless there was this reveal or some kind of plan. Like cuz he's it's a CG character who's mouthing the exact same line. Like there's it has to be intentional. There's no way ar- around that. And once you start thinking about that, that leads to other questions, you know? Mhm. It it certainly does. And then they all those battle scenes like <clears throat> and what was another one that did it for me? That this one's sort of hard to describe, but when he jumps off that bridge and you see him as on like the, let's say that I don't remember which side he went to one side. Yeah. The the right side on the right side. And then he goes to the left. Yeah. That could just be a continuity error. You see that in, in films all the time, but what got me was then those droids that were attacking them. They did. They, they, their eyes followed him the whole time right? from right to left. So it was like, well, it wouldn't be a continuity error then. And it's, yeah. Again, and the, droids, yeah. and the droids were animated, so that was very purposeful. They didn't have to do it like that. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. This is a little tricky to describe. I'll put the link to this, uh, this breakdown video in, in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, he's hanging from the, he's dangling from the balcony in the middle of this big droid battle where Kaigon and Obi-Wan are, are sabering up these, these droids. Uh, and he's hanging on one side, very clearly on the, to the far end, the far right side of a balcony. And then in the next cut, the screen cuts and he f- drops, you see his body drop down into frame on the complete other side. And yes, that one of the droids who initially shoots where he was initially dangling, he shoots right there. And then he, the droid's head moves and follows him so that it's now looking at him when he drops down. The implication being that he used force speed to sort of quickly move to the side and then drop down. Um, there's that. There is the when he initially meets Qui-Gon running through the woods. Um, you know, he's running towards these big, scary machines when everyone else is running away from them. The implication there being that he intentionally wanted to insert himself into Qui-Gon's life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's how he jumps into the water by doing this like 20 oh foot leap into the air, flipping around and then diving in with a perfect t- 10 out of 10 form. Uh, yeah, that dive into the water was so extra. It could have just looked, you know, regular jump on in. Yeah, <laughs> or slid like in. Of a damn springboard like, in the Olympics over here. Like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he this is really aggressive, over the top, almost show offy or show showy offy uh, yeah. type move. Um, there's what else do I have? We have the balcony thing. Uh, the uh, oh, there's the hand waving thing. So mm, yes. if you if you notice, like if you're looking closely, there are a number of scenes where he does the you know Obi Wan sort of like. Like it seems like the look the set of rules that are set up in the original Star Wars Episode Four uh, about how the Force can be used, as we see Obi Wan do it when he um, sort of mind what do they call it like uh, mind fake. <sighs> He's able to use his Force powers to to sort of <laughs> make people forget. There's a term for it that I'm just blanking on it to make people. Or simple-minded people or creatures do what do what he wants, basically. So he makes some stormtroopers, you know, not investigate Luke, you know, at all. But significantly, it always comes with a hand wave motion. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of occasions that they show in this video where Jar Jar waves his hand as he's asking to get something, and he gets it. Yeah. So, for instance. He has made the Bomba General, <laughs> that's the f- official title, by the leader of his Gungan people. Uh, yeah, he's like, maybe I should be the general. And he sort of hand waves to the, like, to the, again, like, say the, the president of Naboo or whatever, the president of the Gungans. He says, maybe I should be general. And he waves his hand. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. It's a great idea. And then, yeah. And then uh, there's a scene which actually technically comes in episode two, I believe, at the end of episode two, uh, where he's addressing the Galactic Senate. And he's essentially saying, 
we should make Palpatine just Supreme Chancellor. And he's waving his hands all over the place. Um, So, again, yeah, you you raise a good point. How does this guy become fucking (laughs) this stumbling and bumbling, you know, Jack Jack boy uh, (laughs) become such a such a powerful leader to where he can convince the Galactic Center to, to just give up democracy and just give all the power to this one dude? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because I ain't listening to him. If I'm another senator, this floppy-eared jack boy? No. I know. Talking nonsense. Like, oh, man. I Yeah, I, I like the idea. For me, it makes sense the way, um, like, all the evidence that I've seen. I don't know. I guess I could probably. Do you want to talk about how the comparisons to Yoda and how he was introduced? Yeah. it's, it's Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that aspect. Yeah, it's exactly like Yoda. Man, Okay, so I guess throughout the um, Star Wars Star Wars trilogies, right. <laughs> else, there's <laughs> um, generally like these uh, what's he called them reflections or, or or mirrors of each other and the things that are happening, and then the mirror for this for Jar Jar would be Yoda, who is like the the bumbling fool when you first meet him. He's like just like kind of like really cute <laughs> little old guy. Right. He's very annoying, bothering Luke a lot, just leading right. him on, talking about I know where this Jedi Master is, taking Luke's right. food, going through his stuff, <laughs> and then like <laughs> all of a sudden he turns out to be like this just Grand Master. Very like it is eerily similar how foolish and bumbling he is like in comparison to Jar Jar. They're like the same bumble, the same bumbling around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I actually recently rewatched Empire Strikes Back, uh, which is a great movie. And I was cracking up at the Yoda intro scene because you're right. He's going through Luke shit in, on Dagobah he actually does steal some of his food. He takes a he, Luke has some sort of I don't know power bar or something, some sort of intergalactic you know cliff bar, and he, he Yoda takes it and he takes a bite, doesn't like it, he throws it out. Yeah, <laughs> and then he starts he starts whacking R two D two with his cane because he's getting annoyed by it. That's right. He's got this goofy ass voice and this goofy laugh. This is like, and I mean, know, strange way of talking. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, he's kind of endearing in that scene. Like, I get he's annoying Luke, but man, I was cr- cracking up. Uh, I found him funny. I I, I, I enjoyed it. What, what at one point, what he asked him because his food was so gross. He was like, "How you get so big eating this food?" Look at him up and down, like, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of the Birdie Mac bit where he's like, he's like talking about these kids he has to take care of and how the little one is like really tough, and he's like, he's like, and she's trying to look at me like I'm small. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm small. Like you see his eyes. It's like yeah, like Yoda's like, you get to be so big eating this bullshit. <laughs> Oh, that Yoda intro. Oh, classic. But yeah, anyway, yeah, so famously, 
and this is another thing from the behind the scenes of you know making of phantom menace is when lucas is talking about the script writing process he he says there he's very into making um story elements that rhyme he's like very conscious of i want this to be to sort of you know be a mirror image of you know anakin's story to be a mirror image of what luke's story was and he's like it's sort of like poetry it rhymes it's not going to be the exact same but it'll be similar story beats and so the thought with this theory is that yeah joe jar jar is going to be the inverse to to yoda who you know he's bumbling introduced bumbling uh, idiot but then is later revealed to be this master except the inverse would be Instead of being good light side force, he's a dark Sith Lord force user. And, you know, I, I mentioned also that, that, so there's, there's an obvious sort of, um, this is an obvious uh, corollary or maybe even homage to uh, a story element in this other sci-fi series of books called the foundation series uh, that were written by Isaac Asimov in, uh, I believe the fifties. And Lucas I, apparently is on record as, as being influenced by Foundation, or, or perhaps this is just what people um, uh, sort of are, are pointing out. Uh, he's definitely very influenced by the Dune book series. Like, there are re- really obvious corollaries that, that he uses, or arguably <laughs> just takes from, from Dune. Um, so it wouldn't be out of the, out of the ordinary or, or even surprising that he might take a story element from the foundation series. Uh, and I am going to, this is a spoiler for book two in the initial trilogy of foundation books. So be warned, but there is a similar character. There's a character who's introduced as Magnifico, who's sort of like a clownish. In fact, I think he is a clown, um, but sort of like hunched over sort of like weird looking, creature who starts to tag along with the protagonist of the book as they're searching for um, this lost civilization, basically. That's that's a very slimmed down version of the story. Um, but later, and, and they're, they're, there's this big bad in this universe who goes by the name the Mule. And so Magnifico tags along with our heroes. Uh, they find the civilization, civilization, or they're just about to, and then it's revealed that Magnifico is actually himself the mule. Uh-huh. Uh, and he has these, these sort of, it's all similar to force powers, where he can sense people's emotions and he can sort of, with his mind, influence people's emotions. So sort of a minor t- telepathy, basically. Um, and that would essentially have been what happened uh, had George Lucas stuck to his plan. This bumbling character who is then introduced as the, or then revealed to be the big bad at some point. And the theory goes, this conspiracy theory goes that he chickened out of that because the fan response to the Jar Jar character was just so overwhelmingly negative. That's a, yeah, people really disliked Jar Jar. Did you have strong feelings about him when you, when you saw it? I mean, you know, he does say these movies are for kids or for, you know, teenagers basically. So I, I do sort of like we, so we were, you know, in, in our late teens in, in college when this movie came out, you know, I do sort of wonder if kids did, did like Jar Jar, like really young kids. You know, that's I have no question. way of knowing. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they did enjoy 
dis- discharge our character. Maybe he was funny to them. But what did you feel about him? I just thought he was just like a, a bumbling fool. I mean, it, they set him up perfectly for, for my purposes. They were just like this annoying dude. I was like, why is he still hanging around? I remember thinking <laughs> that. Like, why is he still here? You mean in the later movies or later on in that first movie? Just even in the first movie. I'm like, can we just get this guy out of here? And then definitely <laughs> in the later movies. It's like, man, who is this? Like, Because, like, I don't know. From the beginning, like, like Yoda was funny. And it was some good comedy. Jar Jar wasn't even funny. Yeah, that that's the thing. Is that The stuff that they... The antics that they put in as having him do... The antics they have him do are clearly supposed to be funny. Like, they're for, for played for comedy, but they're just not. Yeah. At least not in my opinion. Where, yeah, again, like I said, I rewatched Empire recently, and I was cracking up at, at, at Yoda's little, you know, bu- bullshittery. Um, yeah, I, I never laughed once at, at Jar Jar. I, I wouldn't say I've hated him, but I definitely found him annoying and didn't want him talking <laughs> definitely yeah, didn't I, want him talking like, oh. i felt like he was kind of an impediment to the plot because and i i mean i was disappointed with phantom menace just o- overall like what is all this shit about paperwork it's basically a movie about you know legislative paperwork yeah <laughs> it, it was yeah it was kind of boring uh, so but i i was just like what a weird annoyance i gotta say if they had gone with this that would have been dope. You know, I, as I'm re- reading a lot of this, uh, the research I'm doing on this, you know, <laughs> research, um, <laughs> re- reading, reading Reddit threads about it. Like a lot of people are really against this theory. A lot of people are like, no, George Lucas just put him in. Cause he wanted to appeal for kids for marketing purposes, uh, for, for toy creation, etc. I et could see that too. I, I, yeah, certainly, certainly could. Uh, and, People, people are mad at Jar Jar. People are mad at this theory. But I'm like, no, this would have been really cool if he had stuck to his guns. And and because that twist would have been awesome. B, like another thing this video says is, you know, the Phantom Menace, you know, it's not really, it essentially means the secret villain, right? Mm-hmm. Darth Maul is clearly a villain. He looks like one. We and Palpatine. We already know from seeing the original trilogy. We know he's the villain. Right. So it's not. A, he's not a secret. There's no phantom aspect to it. If it turns out that the Phantom Menace was Jar Jar all along, that's really cool. That's a secret. I, yeah, that would have been amazing, and I think everyone's feelings would have changed about these first three, but you know, instead we got Dooku rolling up in there. Yeah. Dooku. And what's up with that name? Like, you gotta take, you gotta take a Dooku. Like, come on. You gotta take a Dooku. I wasn't fully. Yeah. And then, right. I, I probably would not have, the other thing, sorry, mm. sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. Okay. No, the other no. thing that uh, people are speculating, like, like the re- the reveal could be really cool because also too, like, if if he all of a sudden like changes his posture, stands up straight, changes his voice, starts talking normal, or even starts talking badass Sith, like you know, like imagine that scene where he just like, stands up, 
is like, well, the time for games is over. Yeah, out a red light yeah, saber, you know, and starts go catch it, oh, like going man. to work. That would have been so good. Like, oh, it would have been <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, a hundred percent. It would have been comparable to that, uh, that Kevin Spacey Kaiser Sose reveal. Oh Walk, hell yeah! Walking out like that, changing the way mm-hmm. he walks and stands, like oh man. Yeah, t- takes changes the way he walks. Walks like starts walking like a G. Pulls out a cigarette, <laughs> lights it. Imagine like the camera pans up to Jar Jar's face and he's smoking a big cigar or something. <laughs> yeah, he spits it out. <laughs> spits it at Obi Wan's face. <laughs> <laughs> spits it at Obi Wan's face. <laughs> <laughs> pulls out that red lightsaber. And, like, what if it's like a really comically long <laughs> lightsaber, like longer than most of them, just big ass red that's almost as tall as him? Starts oh, waving it around. Man, Start, starts speaking some really scary, like Sith language that we've never heard. <laughs> that'd be amazing. And then just see, like, even McGregor's eyes get real big. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Young Obi Wan pe- pees his pants. <laughs> Starts running away. Starts running like someone's chasing him after smashing his street meat to the ground. Uh, (laughs) That would be that's movie making for you. There you you. go. We got it. See, why didn't George Lucas talk to us? He really should have. And I wonder, I'm going to take a look actually later today to see if there's like a fan, a fan made version. There's because there's a lot of fan made Star Wars movies, like tons of them. I wonder if someone did this. Maybe I should do it. Yeah, there you go. That's my next project. Part. Yeah, I'd be into it. Uh, well, we can wrap up. I mean, you know, you're saying so. You you do buy into this one? This I, I buy into it, and then yeah, I buy into the idea that this is that that was the original plan, and then based on. Like the fan response to Jar Jar, George Lucas just just chickened out and and couldn't go through with it. I think if people, even if people would have just been lukewarm on Jar Jar, but everyone was so like it was such a negative reaction, right? And they're like, "Man, what the hell was with this character?" If if he had just like maybe if he had toned him down, I don't know how. It yeah, would have been more palatable to people, but yeah, put him in less of the movie, make him, you know, thirty percent less bumbling. Yeah, like yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, there was the one thing also that I don't know if it was one of the articles or the video pointed out that like that why would those two. <laughs> Uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Why would you even bring him along on on the rescue mission? Like you've seen what this yeah. guy can do. Why would he be on that rescue team? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I could see sense. them. I could see him asking to come along, and then what he should have done is like them sort of rolled their eyes and been like, "Well, why don't you hold down the fort here in case <laughs> in case we get any phone calls? You need someone here to answer them." Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm with it. You? Uh yeah. I uh, honestly I I get there is arguably scant evidence, but the evidence that is there is is 
pretty is compelling enough for me uh, to, and it all it all kind of fits a lot better. It makes more sense if you think about it this way. I think um, to my view. So yeah, I I buy into it. I'm I'm with it. All right. It's then then it means it's true. Both Good job, us. internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess I should credit that I believe this theory originated by Reddit user goes by the name Lumpawaru. <laughs> oh yeah, this is <laughs> another terrible Star Wars name, probably. But uh... <laughs> Lumpawaru. Uh, yeah, those, those uh, Star Wars names are like oof. <laughs> come up with that stuff. They can do better. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe the next trilogy will have will have some cool. Uh, I don't know, someone you know, Cameron Starkiller <laughs> or something. I know what color his lightsaber is going to be. Uh, On that note, Visualist uh, Podcast. <laughs> we have to eat something green, drink yeah. your water, pink lightsaber. Uh, All right. Uh, that was 